3: Hello and welcome to the nylon 9 Podcast. It is myself, Nylar9, and Andrea Cleary here.
1: Hello. Hi. Did I do it? (laughs) Uh, How's it going? Very well, thank you. How are you?
3: Good, good, good. So this episode is all going to be about uh, music we've loved and discovered in the last month, in the calendar month of May 2021. I think most of this music is probably
1: from, from that period, I would imagine. We we didn't set ourselves many parameters for this episode, but I think I think that was the one thing we said that this is all music from May of twenty twenty one. Is Pretty that correct? Much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think good.
3: so. I think so. Some of it may be yeah. April. Whatever.
1: Whatever. Oh, okay. It's, okay. Right. It's loosey-goosey. This is mine.
3: It's, it's <laughs> new. It's new music. It's new music. <laughs> sure. You know, we are kind of getting towards the uh, idea that there might be live gigs happening soon. We'll probably discuss that more in detail in some other episode, perhaps. Of course. It's still it's still all evolving as it, as it is, but, you know, for the latest, um, you can look at 909.com and see what the guidelines are at the moment and see what's happening because, you know, there's going to be some gigs happening soon, whether they're socially distant and seated and reduced. And uh, the pilot gig with uh, James Vincent McMoran and Sorka Richardson is on sale Thursday, as mm. p- maybe by the time you heard this, it's... They're sold out, 500 tickets.
1: I'd uh, imagine they'll be sold out. Outdoor, outdoor.
3: Will the National Concert Hall's website be able to hold up the traffic? We will see. Um, But the fact is 500 people get to go. It is actually a public gig. So that'll be something. And there's loads more of those gigs happening. There's a a nightclub event happening in Swords, in Jam Park. And there'll be a few others as well that are happening around the country.
1: I haven't heard about this nightclub event um, oh, really? Is, it, is that indoors? Is that an outdoor nightclub?
3: Uh, no, it's going to be indoors. so I don't know how many people it's going to be, but it's late July they're mm-hmm. talking about. So I'm not sure what's going to happen um, with that one, um, but we will see. And it was a funny one because last Friday they announced all of these uh, gigs and um or these events, pilot events would take place including like Phoenix Park is getting a 3,600, 500 capacity outdoor music festival which said it was going to be seated so I don't know how that's going to work. Ivy Gardens is obviously the one we talked about there with uh, James McMorro and and uh, soccer Richardson got a, an opera in University of Limerick on the 23rd of June and uh, yeah the Phoenix Park thing is supposed to be 26th of June so really like wow. not far away we got INEC, Killarney doing an indoor music performance on 26th of June as well. Roisin Dove uh, in Galway doing some trad. Uh, Vigour Street doing some comedy on 3rd of July. Both of those 3rd of July. And then the 10th of July, Cork opera House, uh, an opera on the 10th of July. John Park is late July is what it says. So uh, we will find out who's playing. Presumably it'll be Irish DJs and uh, we will see.
1: We will see. Do you know what the opera is?
3: No, I do not. No, that's no, okay. no. Inter- Literally, the uh, Ivy Gardens one is the only one that's been announced in terms of oh, lineups line-up, or anything yeah. like that. Okay. Um, so that'll be interesting. I think the Phoenix Park... Outdoor music festival. Um, it'd be interesting to see what that is, but the Ivy Gardens is is, is see is not seated; it's standing. So, mm. but it it will be in pods. So
1: I really like Ivy Gardens as a venue. It's lovely and small. It it, it feels it's as indoors as an outdoor gig can feel. I think in, in our <laughs> it's lives. nicely
3: well. It's in the the little hollow there. Yeah, um, down, it's just down the pitch. tucked so.
1: away there. It's a very nice yeah. little venue. It feels kind of magical. It's area. a lovely atmosphere. Lovely mm.
3: atmosphere in the Ivy Gardens. Yeah. So yeah, look, that's great. That's great news. Things are coming back slowly. Uh, we are we are getting towards uh, the idea that gigs are going to happen this year, and that is okay. for me absolutely essential. I really, 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 really want, want this back now. I'm <laughs> I'm so sick of getting to Friday nights and being like, oh, I'd love to go to a gig. No, yeah. you know, I can't. I can't. Can't do anything. Um, So for my mental health and everything else, I'd love to be able to go to a gig. But the only thing that keeps me going in the meantime uh, in terms of music is the loads of the music that's been released. So that's what we're going to discuss. If you want more access to and support for uh, what we do here at 9 9, it is uh, patreon.com forward slash uh, 9 or 9. You can support us from five euro a month and you get access to the Discord community and uh, playlists and all sorts of things. And uh, so that's just to say, up front, um, we're here and uh, ready to be supported and uh, would appreciate your support. So what we start with, we're going to go into some music, are we?
1: Yeah, I'm going to start with a track from, I think, two of our favorites on this podcast. Both of them have uh, featured more than once. This is Sharon Van Etten, Angel Olsen, Like I Used To.
3: Like that is Sharon Van Eden and Angel Olsen. song is called Like I Used To. Very much a, uh, when I heard this first, I thought this was, a, it sounded like a mashup of both of their mm. sensibilities and, uh, yeah, a lovely duet um, yeah. as well. Do you know if
1: this is from something? I heard that this was from an upcoming album of that, the two of them were going to work on together. And then I went to substantiate that today. And couldn't find any evidence of it at all. So I either dreamt that, or somebody published that and then redacted it. I have no idea. Um, I really, really hope it's it's from an album. I feel like you, you know when you hear a song or a sound and you kind of you didn't realize that it had been missing from your life. I feel like I there there has always been a void in my life that was the sound of these two women singing together. <laughs> um, You're it's just, just waiting such a really for them. really pleasant sound. Yeah, because I mean they're they're not really two singers. They are two singers. Like I compared to each other a lot but I hadn't realized how similar their voices are even though they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're quite different tonally they, they they you know even the way they pronounce the word like used and to they sort of do do the same shape with their mouth when they're saying that and they, they sound fantastic together and then this song is you know a little bit country a little bit pop really contemplative I mean, you consider the kind of work that both of these are putting out separately over the past years, like really nostalgic cuts that find interesting ways of looking at the past, Tinka Sharabana and Seventeen, for example. This this feels like a really nice way to kind of uh, mash those two things together. The music video is fantastic, too. It's all sort of like country rock glamour. Um, and they're, they're both just so fucking cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> they really are. This is, yeah, this is a really, really great track. Um... Bit Springsteen y as well, I think in the in that opening sort of guitar riff is uh, oh yeah yeah a, a, a bit Born to Run, just yeah just really cool, really like it yeah
3: and uh, like Sharon Valletta has certainly been leaning into a bit of that. Um-
1: mm. I'm loving that. For last for her. I'm loving that Three sound. Years, right? Yeah. I've I've another song recommendation coming up later in the podcast that is um I feel a little bit a little bit springsteeny in its leanings and I'm I'm here for more more women sort of reimagining or or taking a taking a leaf out of that sound because I think that that was a really male dominated sound for a really long time and I want to hear more women do it. Uh, so if anyone knows any songs that sounds like this song Tell me, because this is pretty much my vibe right now.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, not to spoil it, but you're right. (laughs) There's a few of these kind of, um, that kind of vibe on this month's podcast. If if
1: someone wants to make a playlist and recommend more of this sort of thing, please let me know.
3: Great. Okay, it's time to recommend my first album of uh, the month um, on this podcast. It is from a New York-based Pakistani composer and folk artist called Aruj Aftab. This is the third album from Aruj Rouge uh, The album is called Vulture Prince. Um, let's play a bit of it first, and then I'll come back and explain why I picked this, because uh, it's, it's a bit different. Um, so that's Aruj Aftab um, one of those albums that I hadn't you know heard anything about or artists I hadn't heard anything about till I I think it was actually a Pitchfork review that somebody shared on Twitter and I just happened to see it and uh, I was like oh this sounds interesting um, so New York based Pakistani composer this is her third album um, so Vulture Prince is uh, is an album that's you know, it's made in a tumultuous time and it's inspired by the passing of her brother, um, her younger brother, um, who passed away prior to the album while she was recording it or writing the album. And in doing so, um, the artist uh, kind of took inspiration from Arabic poetry uh, and the specific poet, uh, poetry known as uh, ghazals, which often express love in the face of uh, grief or pain and uh, so that prompted her to reach and uh, get inspired and write songs about that um so really you know bef- the album is very much it's folky it's it's got that kind of some pakistani kind of melody and, and sound there but it's also it's quite free form it's folk and jazz there's harp uh, viola cello like bass it's very warm and organic there's even um there's a bit of a uh, very minimal percussion there's not a lot of percussion on this album Um so it lends it quite an expansive air overall so it's kind of like this mm. this lovely like deep spiritual resonance that happens with the album it's very tactile you can hear the strings being plucked and you know, it's like the sound of the air is there in, in it. And it, it is very it's a very modern, but also, you know, it sounds like, you know, because the songs are, you know, take inspiration from old ancient texts, it does have some kind of I don't know, cross generational kind of feel to it. It's it's very unique. Um a lot of it is about you know it is inf- it is informed by that grief um that she is feeling but uh she says uh, she told Pitchfork uh, recently that um uh, it's not defined by grief but rather the moments when you accept your losses as part of your life instead of pointing at them um so it's not it doesn't feel like this it feels like a quite a spiritual kind of thing in terms of mm. the music is is a response to what's happening in real life and there's very much a there's some sort of magic in there that uh, you know I find very moving, um, and it's just one of those you have to be you know I think a lot of the albums I've I've been listening to this month, it's a case of right time, right place, and uh, finding the right time and place to listen to this has been the kind mm. of thing um, I've I've had a few times this month. So um, a rouge aftab is the name of the artist. Uh, vulture and that, prince. That
1: song that we played there. That's almost eight minutes long are the rest of the songs on the album that it's that sort of length? yeah
3: they are actually there's a quite a lot mm-hmm. of uh six and a half seven minute songs on this um there's only seven songs on the album though so okay. they do kind of flow into each other in a lovely way yeah yeah i'll hear there's another bit i'll play a bit of uh in a yacht as well that was uh mohabit you just heard there this is another bit of our song
0: I bar the side of
3: It's certainly an album to that snippets probably don't do complete justice because it is its own atmosphere and uh, it's good to delve into. But I would recommend as Rouge Aftab. I will spell Double Is is the artist's name? Vulture Prince is the album.
1: Great. Um, I'm gonna come in with what I reckon is my track of the month. Um, I didn't keep it to the end. I don't know why. Why not? Um, go go hard or go home. <laughs> this is a track by Torres and it's called Don't Go Putting Wishes in My Head.
0: Just waiting-
1: So Torres is a Georgia-based musician, Mackenzie Ruth Scott. Uh, She already has four albums behind her, including one called Silver Tongue from last year. And she has a fifth coming later this year. Don't Go Putting Wishes is the first cut from that record. It was recorded in late 2020 with co-producers Rob Ellis and Peter Miles at Middle Farm Studios in Devon. And I just love this song. I think the structure of the chorus is just perfect. It's it's a perfectly written chorus. I love that kind of early Killers inspired synth that runs underneath it. Those, her voice obviously is fantastic. Those big bombastic drums, how it builds and builds and builds. And it reminds me of loads of artists, you know, like there's, there's definitely a theme running through here. It reminds me of Sharon Vonett and certainly it reminds me a bit of Springsteen, a bit of Lucinda Williams maybe, a bit of Brandon Flowers. And it's just so gorgeous and relentless and just so emotional, like just unapologetically emotional and just, yeah. And uh, just that melody, like it's, it's a really well-realized pop song because, you know, you can write a good melody, but. The rest of the song might not fit well, whereas I think there's not there's not a thing I would change about this song. I think it's absolutely brilliant.
3: Lovely. Um Torres is an artist who, yeah, you're right. Like she's been around a while, probably like nearly ten yeah. years now. Uh, and I dip in every now and again. Seems to be doing something interesting. This seems to, is this a more mm-hmm. fully. Full-bodied sound than she would normally go for. From
1: from what I can gather, I haven't I haven't done full listens of any of her albums. I've kind of dipped into a few of them. Um, from what I can gather, she kind of started out with maybe a bit of a a harsher, maybe grungier sound. Mm. Um, I, I I don't know if she's really leaned into this like kind of big stadium-sounding synth thing, but. I, th- I hope she does. I hope the rest of the album sounds like this. Herself uh, and I Sharon Von
3: and Angel Olsen can get on the stage and, together. And, and, Wise Blood, and Wise Blood.
1: And Yeah, that's, yeah, that would be, <laughs> I would like that. Please put that gig on in the <laughs> Ivy Gardens. I think, someone. I,
3: well, I mean, the obvious person to do that is uh, Linux O'Toole. He would, uh, Jump at that! As sure. Um I'm, yeah, I will one. send an email as soon as we're. <laughs> Hi, do this, do office. this for me. Um, Dear Leeds, do you know Mad Max? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, my second album that I'm gonna su- uh, suggest is. Uh, uh, I want. I mean, i want to talk about this because, like, I don't even know how much I like this yet because. It's
1: So I, I, I will say that I've seen everybody talk about this album and I haven't listened to it great. yet, so I'm very excited for you to tell me about it. Great, okay. Okay, we're
3: <laughs> going to talk about Black Midi um, and the album is called Cavalcade. Um, it's their second album. They are an English band who are, I mean, before this month, I just wasn't really paying attention to them. I didn't really know what the crack was with them. I knew they were, I thought they were like a, a, a willfully obtuse, like... Odd experimental post rock band, and that was their buzz. Um, Mm. And I think that's pretty fair
1: to say that's not exactly your buzz. Uh, Well, it used
3: to be a lot more, but you know, I've kind of Mm. uh, there's I used to like a lot of that stuff more. I mean, I still do, but like I love battles and stuff like that. I love things that are like that. Um, But I don't know, there's something about Black Midi now since I started listening to Cavalcade, and it's really drawn me in in a way that like a film that is kind of. Um what would be a good one to describe you know that film Climax? I know you've watched it. Um yes. it's like it's not quite like as, oh as horrible as that, but it is like one of those things where you're just like, <laughs> My God, I cannot look away at this because it's just so bizarre oh, okay. and so weird. And uh I don't know there's certain elements of Cavalcade that are like that and Black MIDI themselves. Uh this is their second album. Uh production this will also intrigue me as well, because John Spud Murphy, the Dublin producer with the likes of Lankham, the Jimmy K, Katie Kim, and uh, the live music video show uh Gorilla Studios, and he's also a musician with Percolator, he produces this album. So um it was it was recorded oh, in Dublin. Yeah. So And that intrigued me as well. I know he was involved with, like, the likes of the, like, Hand Up Who Wants To Die and the Richter Collective and stuff like that in the past. So I just thought, here's an album by an English rock band produced by uh, an Irish guy who produces a lot of records, including Langham. So I just thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. And it is. It's totally willfully weird uh, post-rock jazz prog album. It's like Scott Walker playing with a post-rock band and uh, it's... It's like an atonal hall of mirrors. It's uh you could pick any song on this and, and it's all weird. It's all delightfully weird. And what I like about it is like it's 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 kind of rock, but it's not. It's very jazzy and then sometimes it's very like stop start and uh atonal and odd and uh hmm. I don't know. I'm just enjoying its weirdness. I'm really enjoying listening. I, I really enjoyed on.
1: the track that you chose. For the playlist, which is the one I've heard, now. okay, it's the only one I've heard, well, l- I, I did really enjoy that. Yeah. Again, an, another long track. We'll we'll talk about that for next time, Niall. I d- you know, this is it was really adding up some, <laughs> some time in that in that in the in the prep for this podcast. Jezzy, yeah. <laughs> I did re- I I really like the um, I didn't pick a really song like this, below this five
3: minutes this time.
1: No, no, you didn't. No, no I no, didn't. no. Anyway, we'll discuss that later Okay, well, <laughs> let's play a
3: bit of Detroit from uh, Black Midi and give you some of that vibe. I think what what, what interests me in Black MIDI as well is, you know, the album isn't just like this bludgeoning post-rock stuff, there's there's loads of really interesting and quiet and jazzy like bits in there, almost like very experimental, but, and then, I mean, actually, to be honest, the opening song, the single that they released in advance, John L., kind of threw me off because it's very much that like blustery stop-start post-rock kind of uh, garage thing, and it's, and it sounds like somebody doing an impression of Iggy Pop in it with an Irish accent, uh, mm. uh rambling over the top of it. And I was like, I don't know if I'm into this. And I think, again, you just have to be in the mood for something like that. You have to be really like, oh, yeah, I want to listen to this Um because you won't always be in the mood for this. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm going to play just uh, a brief bit yeah. more of one of the last songs on the album because this was the one that like when I first listened to it, I was like, OK, maybe there's something here.
1: His like, voice reminds me of somebody. Who who does he sound like?
3: Scott Walker is the one I keep is coming Scott- back to. Mm. I don't know who else though.
1: Mm, Never with me.
3: To know, yeah. Um, it's just it's odd. It's different. It kind of like it sounds like it's soundtracking a an update of uh, The Wicker Man or something like that. It yeah. has that kind of creepy vibe to it. Um, I mean, they obviously remade that already with Nicolas Cage. And sure, I mean, maybe you just stick this over the top of it. Masterpiece. <laughs> Masterpiece. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's Black Midi. And uh, one I've just been really intrigued by this week uh, and last week. And I just, uh, I, I, had a, I gave it a car listen yesterday, which was my first time listening to that. So I was cool. like... This is, I couldn't, I just, and you know, when I decided I want to talk about this, I couldn't pick a song because I couldn't pick one that just rep, uh, represented the whole mm. thing. So. so you just
1: picked the longest one. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, your turn. My, I think it's, this is the only album on my list. Uh, this is an album by Billy Martin. It's called Flora Fauna and we can take a listen to uh, Human Replacement.
0: So we're quicker than ever before Doesn't matter at all You're just not something
1: So that's uh, Billy Martin. She's Isabella Sophie Tweedle, and she's from North Yorkshire. Uh, she's had a kind of a... Tweedle. Oh, tweedle. <laughs> oh, tweddle, maybe. She, oh, yeah, two Ds, one E, tweddle. Um she's had a bit of an interesting start. She was discovered on YouTube uh when she was 12 or 13 I think um covering songs and playing playing guitar that sort of thing. Um signed a deal with Sony when she was 15 then and released two albums on that Writing of Blues and Yellows in 2016 and Feeding Seahorses by Hand in 2019. Um and then 2019 came and she was dropped by Sony um and she kind of took it well considering I think um she 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 basically said I I read an interview uh with her in which she was talking about how Sony kind of didn't really know what to do with her they were teaming her up with all these uh songwriters who'd worked with like big pop acts like like Lana Del Rey and that's not really I guess her vibe her vibe at this time was very much like her first two records are very much kind of maybe L- Laura Marling tinged um singer folk singer songwriter english folk singer songwriter sort of thing um and maybe a little bit safe but but clearly you know there was there was a lot of talent there so so then you know this is this is her first record away from sony and she kind of comes out with this I'm not going to say it's an entirely new sound, but it's definitely a richer sound. I can definitely get a kind of a Sorka Richardson vibe from this. Um, bit of Alva Reddy maybe as well uh, on p- parts of the album. And the the mel- her, her melodies are really, really spot on. I think that she is a good enough songwriter to be writing on her own. I don't think label needs to pair up with anybody um like that the the song that we just heard there human replacement is um i i I think it's it's a really kind of uh radio friendly song you know for like alternative stations like i've heard it on alternative radio stations like six music and it hasn't stuck out or anything it was just like yeah this is a totally you know in indie pop song this is great um it's it's a real earworm of of a melody and it's also you know dealing with idea that women can't walk alone at night, and um, that the world is, yeah. a, is a dangerous place to be a, a young woman, and so on, and yeah, th- that that kind of runs throughout the album. She the, the there's one song on it called Aquarium, which might I suspect might have been written maybe a few years ago, because um, it does have that kind of more stripped back sound. But she she sounds great on it. You know, she said like her her voice has matured a lot, her lyrics have matured a lot. Um, and I think that she, it, it, it's a real kind of coming of re- coming of age record, that sounds really really good and i think she's she's really hit on a style she's hit on a, a, a kind of an aesthetic style as well like i think this album cover is one of my favorite ones that have come, come out this year if, if anyone has yeah, seen I like it, it. It's, it's kind of it's a a, a really close-up um photograph of her and she's she's all freckles and she uh has clearly just eaten a lot of grass and muck and she's sm- smiling a big smile it just fits bits of grass stuck between her teeth it's, it's really 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 great um Great cover, and yeah, I just I think I think the album's great. I would highly recommend checking it out if you don't know her, um, and if you like the more introspective stuff like Aquarium, check out her her earlier stuff as well. She's uh, yeah, that's Billy Martin, and the yeah. album was called Flora Fauna.
3: Great, and you said Julia Jacqueline to me in reference to Billy Martin when you first mentioned. Definitely, like, yeah. Yes. T- Tell me more. Very much. Tell me more. Yeah,
1: yeah. Very Julia Jacqueline. Um, that what what was that album that we loved of hers? Um. What was uh, it called?
3: Was it just called Crying? No, what was it called? <laughs> was it just called Crying?
1: No. <laughs> that's, that was a song. That's what it? we remember oh. doing a lot. Cry, of
3: cry, cry. Um, Juliet, crushing, crushing.
1: Crushing, that's, <laughs> yeah, close enough.
3: I was like, crying. Yeah. I get it, it's close. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I will pick my third and final album choice now. Um, it is a, so I know you're a big fan of Maya Sophia and um, uh, the the label that released that album is called uh, Trapped Animal. And uh, did you know? Um, you may have seen this because you're a, a woman of the world. Um, uh, they have released another bath themed album by a different artist. I'm a uh, woman it's of it's the called, bath, Nile.
1: I'm I'm a yeah, big a bath fan. If if there's if there's bath music, I'm on it.
3: You're on it. Okay, well, there you go. I'm glad to recommend this album to you then. (laughs) It's from Emma Houghton. Uh, It is called The Bath. And um, in another Irish kind of uh, connection as well, Um, Emma is a New Yorker with family ties in own Donegal. And this album came about when... Uh, they were composing an ethnographic study into their Irish folk heritage and songs and roots recorded as part of a senior thesis in electronic music. Um, and Emma wrote The Bat as a piece uh, for eight voices to be performed uh, live. And of course, as we know, what's happened in the last 15 months? What's, been happened, able to do uh, that. what's happened What's <laughs> happened? So instead, uh, Emma recorded all eight parts of this album in her childhood bedroom mixing and producing it herself and uh so that's uh something that that time I was sold i was like oh the label got in touch more like uh we know you like my sophia's uh bath time uh album so here's another similar uh well not really similar but mm. it's very very different but it is um i really love this album and it's one that it's quite choral as adam um, as that uh, suggests it's um uh, I'm going to play a song called Bowen Balance, which is a choral murder ballad inspired by the dominance of water in Irish folklore.
1: I'd like so. the listeners to know that this song is 10 minutes and 46 seconds song. Just, just while we're continuing the theme here. 10 minutes and yes, 46 seconds. it is now. 10 minutes and 46, <laughs> so you're going to hear <laughs> but it But it is, it's fantastic. A few
3: seconds of it here. Hey, right, that's Bone Balance from Emma Houghton, and that song that tells the story of two sisters who are in love with the same man. When he proposes to the youngest sister, and she accepts, the oldest sister pushes her sister into the sea. So um, I will you know, say on, on the,
1: uh on on what you said about the label getting in contact and saying that you know you liked Maya Sophia, you like this. the The amount of uh, people who have been in touch with me since Maya Sophia's album first came out in t- I want to say twenty nineteen is that right? Since bath time yes, I believe, yeah, yes. Um, who have said, oh, I know you're a fan of Maya Sophia. You might like this. And it's literally just a woman with a guitar. Um, <laughs> but this, this, I'm like, okay, no, seriously. Like, the of, like oh, you you, <laughs> you, liked bath time. You'd love this. And I'm like, This is nothing like bath time. This this spot on spot on reference there from um from that record label who are all
3: about- well it's the same label who also released
1: yeah but you know, they, can yeah, the they but they get it you know they, they understand how these recommendations work and they're a bunch of sounders as well actually um but yeah i've i've listened to this album um you texted it to me and said you will love this and no other context and i was like great and i listened to it and i was like I do love this so (laughs) thank you very much for that uh yeah it's fantastic I I would recommend um listening when you when you have the time to really pay attention to what's going on with those vocal lines Uh, yeah it can just really wash over you and it's it's amazing sometimes when you remember every now and then that it's just her working on it yeah and I would love to see it with it with eight People with eight distinct voices being performed. I really mm. hope that that's something that happens at some stage. Yeah, in like a, maybe some little church or something would be really nice.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I presume Emma Houghton is based in um, New York still, but you never know. Think we could be able to travel next year or later this yeah. year.
0: I'll I'll get on to
1: Thanks. links again for that. Uh, Str- Stranger I, I, Things, I, I, gardens kick. Yeah, <laughs> The Garden's Cake. Yeah, the lineup's very good. filling up now at this stage, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. You better get on. <laughs> uh,
1: my next track is um, something for you now. Um okay. something dancy. It's not something my YouTube bring to the table. Um, okay.
3: well, will I tell you something first before you go further? Okay. I have no, I have no time for public service <laughs> broadcasting.
1: That's you know what? It's fine. You might I
3: hate their shtick. <laughs> I hate it to my very core. So I am really interested in hearing Ooh. this.
1: Okay, tough crowd. Um I uh, you haven't heard this song? No. Okay, I think you'll like this song. I think right. If if this wasn't public service broadcasting, maybe just put that out of your head. This is public service broadcasting featuring Era, and it's called "People Let's Dance." Maybe let's take a listen to it, and then I'll tell you. Okay. About
3: it. Here we go. Andrea, please explain why this uh, track has a bit of verve and sw- and swing to it as opposed to what I'd normally expect from mm, purpose Service Broadcasting. I which will. Is, uh, geeky um, <laughs> post-rock with like... Uh, what do they, they do sample like they sample old public word.
1: service broadcasting uh, yeah, uh, yeah but like I mean that was, like, what
3: would you call it exactly hipster like? nonsense I
1: mean, it's,
3: yes yes <laughs> usually
1: the, the kind of shit that I would spend 12 quid in on a Thursday night yeah you can just say it you know uh, so yeah okay. so they are or he they are returning this year with a Berlin inspired album called Bright Magic uh, which is going to come out in September this year the album's going to be in three parts and it's dedicated to the city of Berlin and it's a sort of a story um being told that's that's going to be set there uh this track people less dance featuring Ira E.E.R.A. uh who is a Norwegian born Berlin based Anna Lena Bruland who is on Ninja Tune Records I think um and this song is going to open the second act of the album which pays homage to Berlin nightlife and clubs and all that kind of stuff that Niall might like, um, and I think that this is a lovely bop. Actually, I think that you know there's very extremely on the nose work and German electronica influences here. It's that's okay. That's that's totally fine. Uh, it samples a guitar. It's not. It's actually not enough of that, to be honest. I I fully agree. Um, yeah, Depeche Mode's uh, "People Are People" guitar line uh, in there, and the. Uh, here's here's your um your hipster nonsense coming in the the title of the track is taken from a chapter of Rory McLean's Berlin Imagine a City so I th- I th- I think it's a bop I think it's a jam I'm not you know a massive geek for public service broadcaster or anything I've never been offended by anything they've done but I'm also not a massive fan but I thought this was a little breath of fresh air and Sometimes it's it's hard <laughs> but, for me to find yeah, dancey to say, tunes that I like, and this is one.
3: <laughs> this is better um, than anything I've heard from them before. I think it just it just the the studious geeky nature of of their music really annoyed me because I had to sit through a <laughs> bunch there of nerds. Put, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was just like it's it had no rhythm or no nothing. It was just like this is so boring. You're just putting. Boring public speech, <laughs> uh, public service broadcasting speeches over music, and it doesn't work. Mal, I never knew and you I, were
1: such a jock. I never knew you were such a chad.
3: I had to sit at a gig <laughs> with them once for other voices in Derry, I believe, and I just absolutely did not like this a one bit. <laughs> I I had a very strong uh, reaction to it. Okay. Um. So yeah.
1: Well, it sounds like you'll um, you'll at least like the second of the three parts of this. Now, the first of the three parts might be a reimagining of the fall of the Berlin Wall with news footage you know it could be something very not up your street but this this bit just set in a nightclub lovely lovely stuff yeah um, okay well
3: here while we're on that tip I'm going to very quickly just recommend one song just to just even it up a bit No, this isn't on the of,
1: lift you're go, you're going off script now oh my god I'm,
3: I'm, it's okay anyway <laughs> um, what'll I pick what I play for you Oh, uh, yeah I'm going to go with this song um, go with your instincts uh do you want a new one or do you want a, do you want the old one?
1: A uh, new one, the wait, the the better of the two. That's what I want.
3: Okay, you're going to get a classic uh, from Alexander O'Neill. This is called Criticize and something I've been listening to. And shout out to Mango and playing this on his uh, hand, uh, smoke breaks and hand breaks uh, SoundCloud radio show. And he did an eighty special and he played this, and I was like, "Yeah, give it to me." I just want to play that chorus. That was all.
1: <laughs> I mean, a, str- a strong, a strong message there uh, yeah. in that song. Fantastic. Yeah, Love I enjoyed that.
3: Now, um, <laughs> thanks to Mango for reminding me that of, of the existence of that song. Kind of, you know, when you're thinking about like coming back to DJing and stuff, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's the kind
1: of oh, stuff. Oh, I'd say, I'd say your, back. I'd say your little folder with little. You know, oh, I must must write that down for a set. I'd say that's that that list is pretty long by now.
3: Yeah, I'm actually going to sit down soon and make a brand new list of uh, of everything, and uh, reorganize everything maybe, and just mm. come back stronger. Um, so that'll be the plan. Yeah. Hopefully, excellent. <laughs> hopefully. Um,
1: my next track is from a band that we love. Um, we loved their album from. Again, I wanna say last year no, no, twenty nineteen, I think, because we Everything yeah, is twenty nineteen. We, we we reviewed it in person, so it would have been twenty nineteen. That that album was Punk by Chai. And this track is called Donuts Mind If I Do from Chai. Donuts Mind If I Do.
3: So that is Chai? Their second album is called Wink, and uh, mm. they—that's a different sound than what they had we were going before, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, this is Very a new so. theme. So Chai, if you don't know, are a Japanese rock band from Nagoya in Japan. They're newly signed to Sub Pop Records. Um, this is their third record called Wink. Um, they had two previously third. We, oh, yeah. third. one. Yeah, we really love Punk, as I said, which was a a, a neo kawaii. Uh, punk record that reclaimed the meaning of kawaii and uh, punk in kind of one fell swoop and it was a real statement actually and it it really it really crossed over uh which was just fantastic to see they're they're absolutely gas girls as well um i think wink this this new record is a bit poppier a bit brighter um and donuts mind if i do is this sort of hazy sugary jam it's really Hazy, really hazy sugary
3: donut jam
1: yeah, just delicious jam. You know when it when it falls on your hand and you have to lick yeah. it off. That's it. Um and you know like the the record overall is brilliant. Like their versatility is just astounding and I think that this sound that they're doing on on this track if they released a whole album of this it it would have still worked but there's just so much versatility in the album so I really really recommend going and uh, listening to them, I would also recommend reading Dean Van Wyn's, um review on his um, not Substack, his new newsletter and um, subscribing to that, obviously. But he did a really great review of this record as well. And yeah, Chai are unreal. Like, I love them so much. More people need to be getting amongst it. I yeah. feel like they need like a standum around them. <laughs> like oh, I'd love to see them live. I'd love to see them live. I'd love to see them live. I really, really would. Um, would and they're just yeah, they're just they're they're fantastic musicians. They've got a, a really cool like aesthetic about them. They're sort of punk. They're sort of cute. There's like there's there's all these different things kind of going on, and yeah, they're great highly recommend yeah. that's uh don'ut's Mind if I do from chai from the album uh, Wink great um and I think I'm going into another song now sure. my last song my last uh, recommendation which is a cover song from Michaela Davis and Mary Lou Lord and it's a cover of some song by Elliot Smith
3: Uh, clocking in at just two minutes and 26 seconds there. Well done.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to make up time. Um, <laughs> this is from the uh, Kill Rockstar. So, the Kill Rockstars label is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year and has released a new uh, compilation in which um, it, it, it's a callback to compilations that were released with all of the bands on that label. 30 years ago so this uh, project this re- this n- n- new covers it are uh, current artists covering old artists uh, and it works really really well like there's there's, there's loads of really cool um, covers on the record but this one really stood out to me because I think you know, a lot of people co- cover Elliot Smith, but there's something about what these two women managed to do here, which is kind of, it, it fleshes out the track, L- Elliot's track, which is a very, very pared down, um, mm. track, uh, it's just vocals and guitar, obviously. Um, uh, and it, it fleshes it out without kind of losing its essence, I think, um, and Michaela Davis is a New York based singer songwriter and Mary Lou Lord is Mary Lou Lord, uh, who has actually covered uh, Elliot Smith's I Figured You Out before as well. So, he's, you know, f- familiar with covering his work. And I, yeah, I would really recommend checking this song out in full um, because it it sounds like it could also just be their song, which is um, a really good thing with the cover. It doesn't like I only yeah. ha- had I not known Elliot's song, I reckon I yeah. would have heard this and been like oh what a cool sound um, so yeah it doesn't it doesn't sound like a cover but if you love Elliot's Smith, you'll like it that was um, good um,
3: did you hear yeah. uh, Julia Jaclyn doing a cover of Bjork's Army of Me with another band called RV I think um, like no last I haven't yeah it came up with my release radar on Spotify there last week um, so it uh, might be one it's a hard it's a, I have to say it's a hard sound cover it's a very hard
1: I, hard I mean sound cover. god like yeah. talk, talk about setting yourself a yeah. I'm not
3: sure it works because like that song is so hard, it's so individual and,
1: How does she you know. cover it? Is it like a, uh, with, a with electric guitars in a band? Yeah, Can we hear it? Yeah. Do you have it? Oh let's play it, yeah
3: sure why not um, Army of Me, Junior love... Here we are, RVG, here we go Yeah, as you kind yeah. of expect, maybe. You
1: know, I really like the instrumental there, but I think it's so hard to sing that vocal line without sounding sanitized, just because Bjork's vocals are so kind of rough and, and yeah. uh, expressive. You know, if, if 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 you sing that line in in any kind of straightforward way, it's going to sound a lot of sanitized. But yeah, I think she sounds like she did a decent job there. I I I, I like the the grungy. Uh, Heavy guitar that is running running in that that's nice.
3: To be honest, if I wanted to listen to that song, I just listen to the original.
1: <laughs> that well, that's the thing. I'm th- that th- this is exactly what I mean. That sounds like a cover of another song, whereas that the um the some song uh cover I think just sounds like its own song. I think yeah, that's a that's an example. So our last track is a track from an artist that we both love. I'm gonna pronounce it without. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Dark get. Gethsemane. Um, Dark Gethsemane, I believe it is. Gethsemane. Oh, like Yosemite. Okay. Um, By Burial. Burial. It's real good.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so this came out a few weeks ago. I mean, like early May, maybe. And uh, it's a split EP with blackdown. So there's two burial songs on it. Dark Gethsemane, two different um, dip-take, essentially. It's hard to... Sometimes I was listening to it, I was like, this is two different songs, right? Kind of smashed together in a weird way. So let's play a bit of the second part of it. So uh, here is Dark Gethsemane, Gethsemane from Burial. Following on from our last episode, where we spent the entire episode talking about Enya, I mean, you can hear some Enya vibes in that song for sure.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean, one one of the best um, things about Burial when, is when you're listening to one of his tracks, and you can y- you just spend literally hours just going through like all of the different samples that are being used, and being like, oh, "Holy shit that that was Beyonce, or that that was this mm. like you know, like there's the, there's tracks where he's he's sampled and like pitched down like singer songwriters on youtube who had like 300 viewers you know it's insane and and very clever people online have like put them all together and uh, created all the all these like amazing lists that you can go and listen through and yeah this song is kind of no exception there's there's a lot of stuff that when when you go digging i haven't fully dug in to all of the all of the different samples on this just yet but i think then uh, what what's important about burial is that you know there there is all of these like interesting technical things that he's doing and uh, interesting kind of crate digging and all of that but when you put it all together it is uh, it is a piece in, in in itself and this is just such a an uplifting track from burial i think it's a really it's a really positive vibe. And yeah, it's, I it's, I love it. I really love yeah, it. Yeah.
3: It's it's a bit of everything. I mean, there's a whole other part of the song that starts it out. It's very mm. like it's that euphoria. It's got like the kind of um that kind of burial texture is there. The yeah. kind of you know um, it's so hard burnt, to f- describe burnt embers almost. Mm-hmm. It's like they that's what it sounds like sometimes like sticks burning. Yeah. Sometimes very
1: analogue sounds like
3: yeah. Um very analogue, not too grid, obviously uh dystopian sometimes as well. But yeah. I think overall, this one is quite, you know, it's obviously very cinematic. He makes very cinematic music. But I think it's just great to, here's an artist who's been doing what they've been do want to do for the last... When, when did he first come out? Like 2007, 2008, something like that. Officially, yeah. like 2006 was the al- first album. And uh, he's just been kind of doing EPs and stuff since then. And uh, Keeping himself to
1: himself, you know, just not not making a fuss. Not, just one, one of the best artists living and just being like, no, I'd rather not do interviews. Yeah, and I think and,
3: there is an element sometimes when when you're listening to, like you can kind of, Pass you by because it's not an album. Sometimes, mm. um, it's a it, maybe one or two tracks that he released on Bandcamp here and there. This was an interesting one, and and one of the first releases that he hasn't released on Hyperdub in quite a while. I'd say yeah. almost every year or so since two thousand and eleven, there's been uh, one or two tracks released, and if not, there's. You know he's done stuff with um Forte and Tom York. That was uh, last oh, last year actually. That was just December last year. Yeah, that was so two two tracks. So I think I like this. I like that he can just you know um drop in and release a song whenever he wants and uh do what he likes and uh, continue to inspire and show uh, how he does things and way differently than anyone else.
1: Yeah, he's just he's such a singular artist. Like there's there's really nobody that makes music quite like him. Um and I think that this is a very good track. Uh ten minutes is the track. So another, another ten, 10 minutes on the dot. Just oh. an l ten minute. Um. Okay. Yeah. So that's all our music for this month. But we have yeah. enjoyed other things. I guess. Any other business, Niall? Yeah.
3: Um. I just put up the 25 best songs of May 2021 that's on the site at the moment, including the Spotify playlist. So you can go find oh, can that. I, can um, I
1: give a couple of special mentions? Actually, I'd like to give a special ma- mention to Bantam's EP.
3: I nearly picked that the last second there. Yeah.
1: Really, really, really excellent stuff from Rory. And also I had the pleasure of interviewing Danny Larkin, um, whose album was coming out next month, but I've also ergo had the pleasure of listening to it and it is just sublime it's absolutely fantastic so um what d-a-n-i uh d-a-n-i larkin um and the album is called notes from a maiden warrior and it's Real, 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 real good stuff. So keep an eye on that. Don't miss that when it comes out. It's it's excellent. I have some book recommendations. I I I read a good this this uh, this month. So I just finished reading Snowflake by Louise Nealon, uh, which is an excellent book about a girl from a young girl from Kildare, from a dairy farm in Kildare, who goes to college in Trinity, and there's a little bit of. I don't think it's quite magical realism. It's 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 a bit more grounded in reality than that. But there's a lot of things about dreams and people who have... Um, what's that thing, you know, where there'd be like a local person and you'd go to them if you have like a wart or something. <laughs> do you know, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I, I think it's oh, l- it's yeah. mu- it's much less of a thing in Dublin. Um, I or, know what you Or mean, ma- yeah, maybe you're yeah. wrong, yeah. but you, uh, they have the... There's a word for it. They have it's like the gift or the something. But anyway, there's, right. a, there's, a, there's a bit of that in it. Um it's it's kind of very much rooted in, in like the Irish folklore side of that. But also then very modern as well it's, it's a fantastic book I really 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 enjoyed it Um, I'd also recommend a, a nice short book is Grown Ups by Marie Obert um, who is a Norwegian novelist this book has been translated from Norwegian Um, it's like 150 pages long it's great uh, it's a great read about a woman's battle with um, in I guess infertility or being too old to have a baby and being uh, single and how it feels when People around you are having babies and so on. Um, White City by Kevin Power. Oh my god, blew me the fuck away this month. Have you read that now?
3: No. I haven't.
1: Oh my god, I, I I'd say you would really really like it. It's about post crash or around the crash it follows the son of a disgraced banker who has been arrested for like embezzlement and fraud and and the like to the tune of like 650 million euros kind of thing and this is the son and how He got involved with this like dodgy business deal with all his mates because they're like, you know, South Dublin, I think, I I don't know if he went to Blackrock, but that sort of vibe, like very Mm. privileged um, circles that he's running in and he becomes a drug addict, and it's just that whole story. And it sounds really bleak, it is really bleak, but it's also incredibly funny and really, really smart. And I've never read uh, a book about drugs that is as funny, I guess, <laughs> while still also being really realistic and really tender in its, de- in its depictions of things like addiction. So I cannot recommend White City by uh, Kevin Power enough. Um, Lovely. I have two more. Um, The Estate by Lisa Costello or or Liza Costello, I think it's Lisa Costello, um, which is kind of spooky, maybe fans of, it's it's not quite crime, but it's it's a little bit, uh, it's a page turner, it's about a woman who moves to a ghost estate and uh, strange things start happening and then I'm currently reading Ask Again Yes, which is a book that came out a couple of years ago, which I'm only, I'm literally only about 60 pages into it and it's fantastic. Um so yeah all of those books I recommend but if I was to recommend one I would recommend White City by Kevin Power because it's unbelievable.
3: Lovely. I have a load of books to read um at the moment on my I'm looking over at the nightstand it's there oh, and yeah. um I I'm getting through them but slowly but I did finish um Megan Nolan's book Act uh, Acts of Desperation which oh, is yes. uh, a very a very good read. I, I haven't got around to, to it yet. Um I have it it's yeah. literally it's it's read sometimes.
1: it's on my nightstand um with yeah. the, the 12 but other but you know that yeah I understand
3: yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I dip into some of them and then I have to go back and then sometimes you just have to finish one you know yeah so I finished one of those this week mm. which was great um oh in terms of music I would like to just uh quickly shout out Senu Sam Killeen and his album Jet Lag. Yeah. We did a we did an album launch performance uh, last week for him, and mm. uh, you can still watch that on YouTube. Very good album, is very good. It's I reviewed also,
1: that on um, Arena, and I think everyone you? else was slightly oh, be- yeah. bewildered by it, and I really, really? liked it. So, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, it's kind of trip hop kind of flying lotus kind of guitar stuff, um, jazzy R and B, all good stuff. Uh, yeah, recorded, I that a lot. written,
1: and recorded in a twenty four hour period, I think as well. Yeah, which is believe so.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, lots to recommend there. Uh, The other thing I'm really enjoying this week, very much like a kind of a, a, probably a background listen, really. Um, There's a lot of albums to read or to to listen to still that I haven't got around to. Um, But one I was listening to last night that I was intrigued by because it's cinematic. Uh, Para One, the um, electronic producer from France. He has an album called Spectre, Machines of Loving Grace, inspired by films like Akira. Yeah. Uh, akira and hungarian choirs and all sorts of stuff there so uh i was really interested as steve reich detroit techno indonesian drums gamelan bulgarian choirs and the akira soundtrack i was like yeah into oh that. this
1: sounds right up my street so wow, okay yeah
3: I've, i i it's kind of that, that lovely background this and he he does some lovely stuff he's done some lovely uh he did a soundtrack to a film called girlhood a few years ago uh mm-hmm. french film um really really good uh beautiful soundtrack and uh cool. he yeah he just has released stuff over the years that i would recommend and uh yeah he's a really good producer um other than that, a couple of tv um,
1: things um well i have so. to ask you
3: about your, how your uh mike wozniak uh, uh, appreciation society is doing <laughs> at the moment
1: I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I miss him so much. Um who whoever is out there, the world, the universe, TV execs just make sure that that man is going to work for many, many years and do a lot of things. He's just so goddamn funny. Yeah, Taskmaster's over. I'm completely bereft. Um but, you know, you you, you still have two episodes left, don't you? Uh
3: no, I watched them last night. So. Oh, did you?
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good, yeah. yeah. I think it's it's up there with the best series of ta- Taskmaster. If anyone is listening and doesn't watch Taskmaster, just go season one, episode one. It's on YouTube. Just go, just go and watch it, and it will genuinely improve your life by at least ten percent. Like you'll be you'll be ten percent happier going through your life. Um. So yeah, obviously, <laughs> well, I'm bereft. He really that.
3: did capture everyone's heart. Uh, this, like uh, the last like months,
1: he, he, he's you know, he was like lightning in a bottle. Everyone was just like, who? is this guy <laughs> it's amazing um and yeah I, I went and i've i've been listening to his podcasts uh one of them is the saint elwick's neighborhood association newsletter podcast which is excellent and he has another podcast with two other comedians um called benjamin partridge and henry something called three, Be- three bean salad which is also very very good um but yeah uh so to replace the kind of the comedy um hole that's been left in my life i have finally caught up with all of this time with alan partridge um, oh yeah me too yeah. i i've really really enjoyed i actually spent the weekend because i've been watching season two week by week um because co- some uh kind soul has been putting it up on youtube and then i hadn't seen the first season so harry and i watched the first season finished the second season and then straight after just watched alpha papa um, so it was a very <laughs> a very partridge weekend which was just great um highly recommend that also uh, mortimer and white house go fishing have you watched that it's bob mortimer no but it's something my friend whitehouse. gab
3: has told me about over the years oh it's yeah. ju-
1: it's just such it's such a pleasure it's it's um so paul whitehouse and bob mortimer two brilliant comedians um basically both of them at some stage in the past like few years or maybe the past decade or so both of them have had like very serious heart problems and um bob mortimer has has had to have like a very very serious surgery so they both got a a bit of a fright with that um so they've sort of slowed their lives down and um paul whitehouse is a really good um fisher Fisherman? fisherman fishing (laughs) good at fishing catches fish um so he bring he brings bob around um to all these different beautiful scenic places in um in britain and northern ireland um or the uk and northern ireland yeah um and they go fishing and they just talk about being middle-aged men and Bob Cook's like heart healthy food for the two of them it's just it's it's a tonic for the soul genuinely like it's it's so mindful and relaxing and beautiful I've cried a few times watching it like it's really it's just a beautiful little piece of television that I'd highly recommend watching yeah uh Mm. that's all my tv recs I think
3: yeah very good um I did buy a ticket for the Alan Partridge live show next year did you yeah, yeah. They were so, they were selling out quick. I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe, I think they I they
1: added like, an, a second date because the well the first day
3: first went one. in a few hours. so I was like, I went yeah. straight in and just bought tickets for the second one. Yeah. So um, is it completely that. sold out now? Don't know. Actually, don't know. Um, mm, same with like so Primavera bad. in the last week. A lot of discussion about Primavera and the two weekends and which one are you going to? And uh, in the end, I bought a ticket for last year, so I uh, transferred it to weekend two um and uh crews are forming and people are are hatching plans and it's a long way away god it is over a year it's a year away
1: you won't feel it no but it's nice to have that to look forward
3: to and i just was really interested um i mean already had a ticket so it was great just really nice um and uh yeah, and obviously that gig is on sale tomorrow. Would you? How do you feel about gigs coming back now? If I ask you, would you go to a mm-hmm. gig tomorrow, or like if I, I, I if I said I had four tickets for James McBurne's and Ivy Gardens, would you go? When is it? <laughs> oh, why are you busy? <laughs> no, no. As
1: in, as in, I'm trying to figure out if if I'm vaccinated by then. I think I think i you, you won't I'm be vaccinated. To, okay, no. Well, then probably not. That, but that's just no. a personal thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm, on the tent, I'm, I'm happy the to start tent going tent to things once I'm vaccinated. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Right. But until then, I think I'm going to lay low, take it easy.
3: Yeah. I was just looking at the uh, the terms on it there. It seems the, um, there's no uh, requirement for PCR antigen testing in advance, um, which mm. is a bit strange because that's not what they said. Um, you'd be asked to queue in a subject this manner. You would be requested to wear masks at all times, other. Than when you were in your pod which is part of like it's four people mm. maximum four people so see i'm
1: um, yeah um, it's it's not it's not the organization of the actual event that i'm that i would be worried about it'd be things like you know getting home and crowds outside all, all of that stuff i'm still but that's very much a personal thing that's just me not quite being ready to yeah be around like many many humans yet that's why i'd, I'd absolutely no um interest in buying a ticket for primavera because that Oh, that whole vibe is very like separate to where I'm at in my head uh, but I reckon once I get the vaccine that is that's gonna change pretty pretty swiftly <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah, be out, yeah out five nights a week going crazy um so and of
3: course the other thing that I mean this all feeds into what we're talking about here is the the discourse around outdoor summer and all that kind of stuff mm. in the last week which has just been
1: go outdoors not like that yeah
3: yeah banging your like, head against the wall like
1: uh, just
3: shows you how come little to dublin space we have but then people outside. who
1: live in dublin who live in apartments can just go fuck themselves then i guess i i have been very angry about all of this in the past week um una Malali shared a thread um of all of the pieces that she's written in the irish times for like uh, the past like three or four years about what needs to happen in Dublin in terms of like public spaces and facilities and you know just sort of like let's stop the city from dying let's make it a nice place for the people who actually live there to be and therefore it will become a nice place for people to visit and it's amazing to kind of go through that trend and, and see how much like this isn't just a problem due with the pandemic like this is this is a problem that has like predated the pandemic but the pandemic has just um has just sort of uh calcified it that's not the right word um um <laughs> you could use that in, in... has just made it worse um <laughs> so yeah it yeah. is it is absolutely bizarre um yeah I will also say uh, if people live in the Dub- in Dublin Bay South um, please vote in the by-election and I'm not going to tell you to vote for but maybe don't vote for a landlord um, just just do that just do, do it for me because I don't live there um, and and do it for yourself as well more I important. think you're
3: referring to something you could find on the internet perhaps
1: Yeah yeah if if you just if you just maybe log into Twitter <laughs> <laughs> everyone's talking about it yeah yeah all right,
3: great. Well that is it for us this week. Yeah. Um I believe um is it next week we're talking to Saint Sister about their new album? I believe we are talking it. Could, to Saint it could Sister well be, be next anyway, week. Anyway, it could be this week. Um could be
1: next also week. I'm starting a new initiative on the podcast, which is that I want people to email in things. Um, so we don't have an email set up yet, but you can email me. Um, so email Andrea at 999.com. dot <laughs> com. We if don't have you, an email set up yet
3: because I haven't done it. But, well, you um. know, I didn't
1: want to say, but you can email me. It'll it'll get to us. Um, email Andrea at 999.com if you have any, just any recommendations, any thoughts, any you know, if if there's a topic that we haven't covered that you'd like us to cover, send that in. Yeah, Or just I had you know, a t-
3: message about about a, a a very intriguing topic that yes, was actually yes. on the. I was thinking about anyway, and this just gave me the extra. Yeah, let's do this.
1: Yeah, um, let's do this. And so if you want to just tell us what ideas. a great job we're doing, that's fine too. Um, yeah, so send us an email, uh, <laughs> and we'll we'll set up a proper email soon for correspondence.
3: Very good, and Andrea Cleary, your um, your private, your personal.
1: Um, Oh, yes, Andrea. If people don't like me
3: and they want to support you. Yeah, if if you're here
1: just for me, uh, you can support me, andrea-cleary.ghost.io. That link is in my Twitter bio, um, and you can see some previous writing from me there. I have been um, a bit busy, and I haven't updated that newsletter. I promise, 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 promise a new newsletter is coming. um, But, yeah, forgive me for... um, being late with it and listen there's, I love
3: there's one other sorry. thing i have to ask you mm. one other thing i have to ask you yes um
1: uh what's what's the story with the cows <gasps> oh my god okay so i met a cow so if you <laughs> if you don't know <laughs> I, I have never like in an official capacity met a cow um i love cows I've always loved cows. It's been my dream for my whole life to hug a cow and just have a little cuddle with a cow. But I've never even had a chance to pet one. So I went to Airfield at the weekend, Airfield Estate, um, with Harry and it's 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 a vibe where it's like if the animals come over to you that's cool you can say hi but they can also Mm -hmm. just not bother with you and that has to be cool too so that's fine so it's not like a petting farm or whatever and just came around this corner and there was this gas little cow there at the at a uh at a gate guess, like, uh, She was gas Like she She kept She mooed at me And I was like oh, Well hello And I went over And I was like Really scared And like Then I was like is she gonna bite me I i'm just a city girl i don't understand cows <laughs> and i was petting her and like rubbing her cheeks um but the whole time she was like licking me with her like giant cow tongue which is so it was the heaviest thing in the world um, and <laughs> there, there are people listening to this who like grew up on farms and stuff who are just like oh my god what a dope but like genuinely i was astounded by her um but then when i when i took my hand away and it was time to leave her she was just like well I'm just gonna lick this gate so then she was just like licking the gate for a bit and I was like you're gas I love you so I think she's kind of like the yeah the gas gal of the of the herd and uh really enjoyed her I don't know what her name is so I named her buttercup very good yeah very good That's great
3: I'm glad you had a very positive experience it was it was with a cow it was amazing
1: (laughs) (laughs) and if anyone knows where I can hug a cow
3: love that for you
1: get in touch please yeah
3: very good. Okay, uh, okay, that is it from us this week. Uh, we will chat to you again um, next week. Yeah, And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, yes, we do also have a playlist of all of the songs that you've heard on the podcast. Uh, we start very recently. We started a Songs Played on the 909 Nine Podcast playlist mm. because the show notes you will find um a list of all the songs played in previous episodes i mean the
1: first 15 Black. songs are all enya songs so if you if you if you well not... <laughs> i will i will update the order
3: so that you know that's below this week's one sure. so it's it'll be chronological um so yeah if you want 15 enya songs as well as everything we play today Who um go for it yeah. so there you go okay. um and yeah thanks andrea
1: thanks Nile thanks listeners bye, bye. Cheers. Cheers.